I'm Mikey, these tens are evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have The Fishing Trip, part of the Wicker Saga. So, yep, yeah, this one's another Wicker Saga story by Shadow Swimmer 77. You can check out The Fishing Trip on creepasta.wiki. I think it's also on creepasta.com, but uh, the wiki is where, we're, where we got it from. Uh, and as a quick note for this one, um, uh, the author's note for that kind of accompanies this story. Um, the story is an entry in Koromo's Mythology 2015 Challenge, uh, the topic being Norse mythology. And basically what that challenge was, was to write a short story, like 500 to 2000 words long, involving various, like uh, involving something to do with various mythologies from around the world. So, um, but let's, uh, let's give our initial recommendations before we get too far ahead. Um, I'm going to recommend this one. I am going to partially recommend this one. I'm going to scroll to the bottom of notes and see what I say. I'm going to recommend this one. Okay. Uh, well, let's find out why we gave it recommendations or partial recommendations. Starting with the rundown featuring the rock, except not the rock, because I think we actually got Charlie's name. <laughs> You just said his name. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wrote it into my notes like his name's Charlie because I I remember I think I remember like yeah for fuck's sakes Charlie, <laughs> that's in the story. Okay, good. Well, because like I worded like, that. I think I, 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 Charlie's I, name. Here's the thing. Here, here's a little breakdown of like behind the behind the curtain kind of thing. Um, I finished reading the story and then I immediately went to write uh, write the rundown, like synopsis. The whole movie. Um, but I oh. <laughs> um and then so like i based it off my memory and so i was like well it's not narrator i think i remember here uh like the professor in the story calling him charlie so i'm gonna go His with last that. name is listed too is it also yeah that's the first thing you hear is like uh um what does he call him oh mr uh, walker yeah, yeah charlie walker chuck walker <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but yeah so anyway um yeah this rundown of the fishing trip um so charlie is out at sea on a korean fishing boat positioned somewhere above the marianas trench uh with his girlfriend helen and her cryptozoological professor father professor renald olick they have been out here for weeks with a modified crane and meat hook using freshly cut ox heads as bait uh like they have a bunch of live oxen down in the down the the below decks um and they've been uh basically like killing them like like shooting uh punching them in the uh like uh using that like air gun to punch them in the in the the cranium to die and then ch- uh then cu- sawing off their heads to have like the most like kind of like terrorized like uh it, it basically it's like the it's like a like a pennywise sort of situation where like they're trying to like have the adrenaline and the chemicals that that are uh caused by fear to like marinate the the meats and the brain <laughs> um because according to some according to the legends that professor Olick has been researching that is 
what will appetize what they're hunting for because they are out there they've been out there for weeks um trying to bait a creature um this is all in the pursuit of catching jormungandr the world serpent of norse mythology uh based on research from professor Olick. suffice to say tensions get high and not just with the crew who seem itchy about the whole situation despite professor Olick doubling their pay um it seems the lack of any world serpent uh biting their lure uh for like the, this amount of time is causing strain on charlie and helen's love life um like it goes into like some of their like how, like how they met and all that kind of stuff and like how they were they've basically been like just like bunking up quite a lot in in the last couple of months and like now it's kind of just petering out um one night, Charlie wakes up to a rumbling, and Helen isn't in the bed next to him. Uh, he manages to get onto the deck to find the skies and seas, which had been previously clear and calm for weeks, are now raging with a storm. Um, the crew are also rebelling against the captain, and a brawl soon erupts. Uh, all of the while, Professor Olick and Helen seem to be back at the crane, oblivious to the dangers around them. When Charlie reaches them, uh, he's horrified to find that they have changed. Professor Olick is now a younger and more wolfish version of himself, and Helen, cackling madly, is now half-woman, half-rotting corpse. Uh, and then the waves intensify, and it is all Charlie can do to fasten himself with ropes uh, to the boat. Uh, and uh, as the ship uh, kind of threatens to uh, capsize or or what have you, um, as the ship is teetering and threatens to capsize, he sees the great or he sees a great sea serpent rise from the ocean, miles and miles long. The storm above them also seems to be caused by a figure who plunges down toward the great beast and. With a great blinding light, the ship finally breaks and begins to sink. Alas, his knots were too good, <laughs> and Charlie realizes that he is going to drown, and comes to accept that. And so he does, uh, leaving the scene of this mythic event. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> so, with that the out of the way... Shark went by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little shark went by. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but um, with that out of the way, I suppose we'll move on to everyone tolerates the grammar inquisitions at this point. Uh, I've got one. <laughs> hmm. um, this is actually something that kind of happens across the story, but like I, I'm going to touch on it like with one sentence or with one of the quotes. Um, Olick right. and Helen are completely absorbed in their work and in no mood to socialize. So, yeah, this is something that I realized about this point, about this like sentence in the story, I realized like this is kind of an odd thing to me, that Charlie is referring to them as Olick and Helen. Shouldn't it be like Renal, Renard or Mr. Olick? Since Olick is the surname of Reynard and Helen. Right? Like, well, yeah, but he yeah. refers to him as like Professor Olick. No, he does it. He... He, he, Sorry, he he does like I can see it right here on my screen. 
I do my best to follow Professor Olek's orders. He refers that's, to him as Professor Olek. That's the one time, like for the rest, most of the story, it, he only uses Olek. He doesn't use Professor. <laughs> like because he only calls him Professor Olek, so he doesn't call him on a first name basis. No, I, I still think it's weird that like because like Olek is also on a last name basis for the entirety we were in high school. I mean, that's true. You did call it, you called me cultist. Yeah. You were cultist the entire time. I know, but like, I, well, that's not the, what I, that's not what I have a problem with with this. Like, if it was just like, if it was just Professor Olek that he's calling Olek all the time, that's fine. Problem is, though, like, Helen is also an Olek, according to, uh, like, as far as he knows. Girlfriend. Like, I think he's on a little bit more personal level with her. I don't, I'm, I just, I, yeah. I it, I'm just saying it sounded really weird to me that, like, He's using all like Olek for like like the last name for the professor, and then but like also like right now well, right after he also saying and Helen, so it's like yeah. Well, him and the professor are not on first name basis as uh, Olek says, Mister Walker. Then you know what it should so, fucking say, professor and or like the professor and Miss uh, the professor and sleep Helen. with the professor yet. No, I know. I'm That's just saying difference. like I I, I understand <laughs> that. I'm just saying, like, it seems weird to me that, like, he kept saying Olek when it should be, like, the professor or, like, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that's my, my, my one grievance of this story is that, like, the it just seemed odd to me that that was happening. But fair enough. Moving on. <laughs> um, Mikey, these stands for evil. <laughs> I have a conjunction junction. Ooh. And next stop, conjunction junction. Doot, doot. It. Pulls jerkingly against the rope, securely fastened to the ring through its nose, while emitting low, panicked bellows, its eyes rolling wildly in their sockets. It's no secret we're sleeping together. That's how I was conned into going on this little cruise after all. But I still don't feel the need to blatantly parade the fact around in front of her father. Its eyes rolled back in its skull, and its slack tongue lulls out of its mouth before the ox collapses to its knees and finally slumps to the floor on its side. It catches briefly when it hits vertebrae, but she pulls the blade free with a sickening, cracking noise of snapping bone before repositioning and continuing her grisly work. And wait we do. It's just as well that the sailors mind their business, as Olik is adamant only he and Helen operate our makeshift fishing lure. And gods and monsters. Finn. Okay, that got really weird at the beginning. <laughs> and really weird at the end. <laughs> and also really weird at the end, but like, most, most, like I, I like, I like choked up a second for a second. Yeah, when, me like, too. Like, I like, I like almost spit take when it was like... <laughs> Like talk about like the bull and like the nose and some of that. And it's like it's no secret we had been sleeping together. It's like together. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't realize this was a minotaur story. <laughs> Although honestly, early on, that's kind of what I thought this was going. I didn't realize it was going into like Norse stuff. I thought it was going to be like more of a like a a Greek thing. But mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, it's like he's in charge of doing the crane and the baiting and stuff, and also the monsters. Like, so they just have like like monsters like on standby that work for them basically while they're doing their job. Yeah, it's an, this is an SNTF uh, <laughs> uh, department. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for those unaware, Mikey strings these sentences together into a story to highlight all the sentences in a story that start with words that they probably shouldn't, like it's ends or butts, because there's always better words to use. Indeed. All right, gamer, uh, do we have a grammar in yellow? We got a couple. During the final battle, the serpent will confront its father, Loki-hated enemy Thor, resulted in the in their mutual destruction. So I feel like there should be an extra comma in there. Yeah. So it'd be during the final battle, the serpent will confront its father, Loki, its father, Loki's hated enemy, Thor, resulting in their mutual destruction. Yeah, but it is a very it is a bit of a tongue twister or like just like kind of a there's a lot going on in that sentence (laughs) yeah yeah and then this last one might be a nitpick but whatever Uh, i mean i i'm currently lounging in the chair for my olic thing so yeah it's fine (laughs) lightning bolts the size of houses splash down from the sky accompanied by peals of thunder so loud they make my head ring personally i would prefer the width of houses because, like, the shape of a house and the shape of lightning are very different. Wait, does it say the shape? It says the size of houses. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, okay, I can kind of, yeah, I can see, like, why they're using the it for the size of a house. Yeah, I can I see how it well, yeah. rectangle. Yeah, you need you you want like yeah, I I can see why you're getting why you're get, why you're getting the imagery you're getting. I think yeah, I think width is probably the better option. Yeah, honestly, yeah. <laughs> for a second there i was like wait did i miss something did they actually say the shape of houses is like what the f-? no this is some like dorothy bullshit like <laughs> killing the <laughs> anyway sorry go on but also no so yes yeah. for, i would prefer width because that's the only thing that makes sense in this situation yeah also it'd be kind of hard for him to tell the size of it because like how does he know how far away these are i mean it's just yeah he's if they're hitting them. right beside him yeah. Then okay, but it doesn't really say um, how close they're hitting. Just that there's thunder coming down the side. Well, because you can guess um, how close lightning striking you is based off the thun- how how uh, how how close you get the thunderclap, roughly. So I guess, but it's like if he was seeing the mainland and yeah. he was seeing the lightning hit the ground next to a house, and then you'd be like, okay, that's the same size as the fucking house. Okay. Yeah. But he doesn't. Yeah, you know, he's just being flowery. It's like, oh my god, it's huge, like a house. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> Either way, with the house would be better. Mind. All right. And that's all I got left for the grammar. Okay. Then I suppose we will move on to actual thoughts. I'm going to start with the image that accompanied the story. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it, it's it's an image of Jormungandr, or at least a large sea serpent. Um. So it it fits the story, I, except. I think it might have done better being at the end of the story or maybe even like mid story, just like, so it didn't give it quite away so soon. Like when it shows up. Yeah. Or like, mm. even like when, when the professor's talking about Jormungandr. Yes. Um, that kind of thing. Because yeah. The picture also looks like it's from a book too. Yeah. 
um yeah like it could be easy like from like a book or something like that um like i know that a lot it seems like a lot of like the wicker saga story specifically use uh an image to like as like a a title card when you're like yeah. looking through like the listings and stuff but it's just like it's it's just kind of i don't it's it sort of i almost felt it was like unnecessary to have because it kind of gives away what we're gonna what we're in for for the story a little bit too er- too early on anyway mm-hmm um do you guys have anything else about the image or it's a little blurry yeah, yeah i, I mean it's higher it's... quality versions well, of it online honestly yeah well again i think it's it's more used as a thumbnail for the the story than anything yes it looks like it's a, a thumbnail taken one because of the resolution so low yeah mm-hmm. but and um... i would argue that it's low resolution to make it look more quote-unquote real but it's clearly like a painting or a drawing or something so it's not yeah. meant to be real no but there are high, are higher quality versions if that wants to be updated to one that's clearer. Well, no, this is this is why I said like I think it's it's a low it's a, like the low quality small thumbnail size version because it's it that's what its purpose is. It's it's a thumbnail for the story when you're going through like the listings on creepos.wiki. Like I don't think this is actually like this. It may not even it, it's for the story, but it's like not for the story. If you know what I mean, like. It's just there to like as almost like a um like a like like a title card for when you're yeah. like browsing through the creepypastas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and usually in on on websites you want those to be like low res or like small files. Although, so I'm I'm just realizing like I'm just like I I browsed over the tab for the for the creepypasta.wiki. My high uh, it has like high memory usage. Like it's currently at 1.2 gigs, <laughs> just the wiki site. Hell. Yeah, like my I mean, Google Doc. A lot of random shit on their site. I, I that's what I think it is. I think it's like all the like fucking like ads and stuff. Because like uh-huh. my my Google Doc is only coming in at like one point twenty six or one twenty uh, one sixty nine megabytes. Yeah, I'm sitting at six hundred <laughs> megabytes for the, the yeah. website, and that's with two other tabs open that I probably don't need open. Yeah, yeah it's just like I just but yeah, just, um, I, I, an ad blocker <laughs> would help probably because I have an ad blocker on mine. <laughs> I yeah, I should get I should get an ad blocker. Yeah. But anyway, that's not the story. That's just like some random internet guff for the website. Um, but yeah, I'll move on to the next thing I have here. Um, due to his lean, sharp features, surprisingly cunning intellect, and most probably his parents' choice of names, Olek has been dubbed the Fox after the French fable in pretty much every circle he inhabits. So I had to actually look up like French fables involving foxes. And I was like, huh, cool. There's a whole myth cycle of stories from the Middle Ages involving an anthropomorphic fox named Reynard. Um, hence why the nickname connection with Dr. Reynard Olick. Neat. <laughs> yeah, it's basically. Yeah, it's like it, it, the fables seem to be like sort of like uh, don't do what Goofus does or like uh, almost like a trickster character that's like outsmarting other anthropomorphic animals in stories and such. Or humans in this one. Yeah, or, or yeah. Well, it's just like it's just like a, a random nickname for this character. But, but um, also fitting because he's tricking all the humans in this. True, but he's not a fox. He's a wolf. He's called the fox. He's called the fox. We'll we'll get to it. We'll we'll, we'll get. We'll. I'll get more into like. I'll get more into that in a minute. (laughs) Hang on. Okay. Not not yet, but soon. It's actually like my the the. I got one more. I got one other like thing, and then I'll get to that part. Anyways, moving on. Um, 
The question of what to do if we manage to actually hook the beast still remains ominously unanswered. And at this point, I am hoping that we fail in our search. Seriously, in in the weeks or more that you first asked, like, what are you guys going to do when you when you actually catch the if or when you actually catch the monster? And the fact that, like, Professor Olek did not like respond or like was like kind of dodging the question. You never went and tried to like get confirmation on that question <laughs> in the weeks that followed. He just or kind of weird. Yeah, or like was was Professor Olek just like continuing to like gatekeep that information from you? Like was he just constantly dodging the question as you uh, over the weeks? Like that if that's the case, that should maybe be added into the story. Um just like uh, like even in like the little summarization of like oh like the weeks like days turned to uh, days went into the next and like weeks went by and still nothing i kept asking uh, i kept asking what would happen if we actually caught the creature and dr Olick or professor Olick kept uh, dodging my questions <laughs> mm-hmm. but like yeah it just seemed it just seems weird that like he asked it the one time like at the very beginning and then got like no answer and then just like dropped it even though he like asked he he like still like it's still like um, swam in his head for those weeks. <laughs> Might also be because it's the father of his girlfriend, so he doesn't want to piss him off. Yeah, he's already on bad terms with him. Yeah, he already yeah. seems to be on his shit list. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then we get to this part here, or this story, or this quote here. The man facing me bears a resemblance to Olek, certainly, but only just. He's younger. His face holds an agelessness that makes him seem paradoxically youthful and ancient in equal amounts. His eyes are alight with the glow of madness. His mouth open with his mouth open in a wolfish grin. Too late. He's too late to stop me now. He giggles. <clears throat> he giggles with like a lunatic. We have found it. Shrieking peals of laughter accompany him, and I turn to where Helen was operating the controls. Gone is my stunning Valkyrie, replaced by a hideous creature. Half of her body is covered in pale, perfect skin. The other, rotting lumps of flesh, the same purplish hue as the flecks in her eyes. Oh, so they're Fenrir and Hel, the siblings of Jormungandr from Norse mythology. Um, so it seems. Yeah, so that's what I meant earlier. I was like, oh, he's not actually a fox. Like the nickname, like everybody gave him the nickname for. He's actually the wolf. <laughs> that's what I was oh, getting okay. at earlier. Yeah, I see. Because like Fenrir, mm-hmm. yeah, because according to Norse mythology, uh, Loki had three children. Fenrir, uh, technically, he had a sec- he had four children. Sleipnir, Fenrir, Hel, and Jormungandr. Like he basically birthed monsters. Yeah. Um, and you know for some reason like i don't I, I honestly do not know why this kept popping in my head early on in the story i was wondering if it was going to be revealed that professor Olek and perhaps even helen were like immortal beings or norse gods but but uh, and like it was going to be real like they're not like they're not like fa- for some reason i, I think what it was was like i was expecting like the twist like, there was going to be a twist where like professor Olek and helen were not daughter and father but like like either like up like partners or like spouse like like a spouse themselves of like immortal beings like maybe even like the norse gods themselves but apparently they are not they were the children of one (laughs) so but like it's weird like i don't and i don't know why it kept popping in my head early on in the story it's just like i guess i was just like 
the way the story was going, I was like just expecting there to be a plot twist where like um they weren't as who they, who they se- seemed. Yeah. But yeah. Um and then my next thing here in that moment my mind breaks. From out of the sea protrude miles and miles of glistening serpentine coils. The scales are the dull color of seaweed encrusted with barnacles and all matter of ocean life. An enormous head the size of a mountain erupts from the depths. Blind white eyes fixed above the cavern fixed above a cavernous mouth glistening with dozens of rows of fangs. Opening its great maw wide, the Levi- <clears throat> Leviathan lets loose its battle cry. It roars so loud I feel my eardrums shatter in my skull. In the clouds high above, I barely make out the tiny figure of a man at the heart of the storm. Bolts of lightning seem to coalesce around him, filling him with their impossible power. Shining like the sun, the figure streaks out of the sky like a comet, flying directly at the head of the serpent. So I got a couple of things here. Um, So apparently Norse mythology being real, or at least something parading, as such, is a thing in the Wicker Saga <laughs> universe. Also in the Marvel universe. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But like, it got, it, it kind of does make sense because like we did get like um in in the the story the soldier, uh the creature that was underneath the the desert like in those caves was called like a djinn or something or an afrit. So, yeah. it it's uh, if anything like maybe uh so I guess so I guess anything could be possible like I mean it's not just like the the Wicker Saga isn't just bound to like one culture. Uh, or like one mythology also it also uh, kind of connected to that uh, how we kind of talked about like that creature in that story um, these beings could just be immortal or eldritch entities similar to power to similar to the powers in those other stories of cult and and the cultures have just wrapped a connective name to them again similar to like what was theorized about the afrit like the creature was just like given that name by by the by the people that lived there yeah. So like Jormungandr could just be like the name that was given or like Thor and, and hell and Fenrir are just the names for these immortal beings and the, uh, the eldritch entities that are combating each other. So yeah, it's not like they come down with a name tag. This is hello. My name is Thor. Yeah, it's really, yeah, it's the, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it is the character or, or like the professor says it's Jormungandr, but he's also like parading himself as a crypto archeologist or, uh, yeah, or so a whatever the creature's real name is, he probably knows it. Yeah. But he's using human terms for yeah, but yeah, or at least the modern vernacular for it. Um, and and second, the second idea I had from this, like as the creatures like coming out of the the water and some of that, this is sort of disconnected from the story. But I, I just like the idea, the idea of like the world serpent, like Jormungandr, um, had me thinking something like, what if Jormungandr was a metaphor or like an allegory for the tectonic plate or like the fault lines around the tectonic plates? like mm-hmm. something like 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 specifically like the globe spanning seams where like the earth's crust like interact with each other and stuff like that like sort of like the um like the geological like lines uh, across like, under the ocean that like basically connect across the entire like globe and it's just like on a mythological level that's where or, or yeah mythologically like that's where like what that where the allegory is for Jormungandr is those tectonic lines or perhaps those tectonic lines is where the actual mythological creature Jormungandr has been buried, like his corpse. 
yeah. But yeah, okay. I just had like yeah, it was just like an idea I kind of like had as we were as it was going into like this uh as they're hunting down this this creature from Norse myth supposedly um in like the Pacific Ocean and it was like oh well like it's close to like the to like one of the tectonic plates areas so it's like maybe that's why it's there. Yeah, just an idea that popped in my head. It's it's unrelated to the story itself, but it's semi connected to the the material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and my last uh actual thought here uh starts with this quote. As the storm continues to rage, the surety of my fate becomes clear. I relax as the raging waters roll over me, ultimately accepting the inevitability of what is to come. I breathe in deeply, welcoming water into my lungs. My only thought that I may be one of the lucky ones. Soon even that thought is lost as I sink deeper. My mind as black as the seas that embrace me. Down, down, down into the depths I fall. Lost to the world of men and gods and monsters. And so Charlie died. But wait, dead men tell no tale. Yet a dead man told this one. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah it, it seriously is, i i was surprised that our narrator died <laughs> at the end um but at the same time like given the 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 mythic themes of the story and like what was going on it sort of made sense like even even the fact that these kind of like like th- this kind of like first person pov story like can, can they can have like the narrator just die at the end like it's always it's a common thing in literature for like the, when they're even with this kind of POV. Um, but also, who's to say that Charlie doesn't end up in Niflheim, the Norse realm of the dead? <laughs> and when so this he's, he's writing this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so he's just writing this down or, or just telling this to like some some other dead folk in uh, in um, in Niflheim because and the, and the reason why he's in, he ended up in Niflheim is because Helen or hell is the is the the ruler of that domain. <laughs> oh yeah. So basically like, because mm. he, he, because he borked, uh, the, the, the goddess of death, <laughs> <laughs> he ended up in the Norse hell. <laughs> Literally because he was, because he was in the Norse hell, he ended up in the Norse hell. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but uh, I'll be here all night guys. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Get it because it's because they're using they're using ox or cows. And anyway, I'll, I'll just stop now. <laughs> I'm getting a, hang, on, hang on, I'm getting a letter from the uh, from off from off stage. Get the hell off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm done. <laughs> um, uh, Mikey, the East Ends for Evil. <laughs> your your actual thoughts. Mm. All right. So. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll I'll start at the end of my notes and work back. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> opening its great maw wide, Leviathan lets loose its battle cry. Its roar so loud, I feel my eardrums shatter in my skull. So he's deaf now. Yep. Yes. And then later. The beast rears up to meet its foe, and on impact, the world is enveloped in an incredible blast of white light, brighter than the core of an atomic bomb. So he's now blind. Yes. Yep. So I can 
understand why he gives up at the end. It's like, I'm deaf and blind. I'm just going to go down with the ship. And because the waters are probably so cold, he's also now numb to the touch. Yeah. He has no senses anymore. And because it's the salt water, he can barely smell anything except for salt water. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> all the senses, yeah, yeah, all the senses are just deadening around him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort, of, it's sort of what it's like. He's like, just just end it, just end it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> now you win, GG. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that like? It's like he, he starts see. Oh, he can't see it, but like he starts like visualize, like envisioning in his head the you died, <laughs> like screen, like screen, and he's just like finally. <laughs> yes. All right, and my next uh, actual thought here: uh, exchanging her air gun for an enormous bone saw. Helen enters the pen and begins working on the dead ox's neck. The metal teeth slide through the muscle and tissue as Helen manipulates the saw as smoothly as a lumberjack. And my question here is, do lumberjacks use bone saws? No, but it's it's it, he, they're using it's it, like she, the way she's moving the saw. It's like the grace of a lumberjack. It's not actually a lumberjack motion. <laughs> it is metaphorical. <laughs> yeah. Also, I, being... hmm? what? It's just me being critically silly. That's right. Yeah. That that is my. Uh, also, I just, well, I mean, as soon as you said like bone saw, I immediately like I couldn't help myself but say bone saws ready. You probably said that while you read it. I I literally did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it came up, but like, or if it was heard, but yeah. Well, I didn't hear yeah. you do that because I wasn't there when you read the story at first. Oh no, I thought meant, I, I, I meant okay. No, I thought you meant when when he was narrating or like reading the that exact scene. I think I immediately like went bone saw. First thing I heard was bone, and then you stopped. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um. And then my uh, next actual thought here, which will be my last. Um. Imagine my shock when my lame attempts to talk to her were accepted and even encouraged. Two weeks later, we were fucking like it was going out of style. Our relationship stayed on that course for about six months when she informed me that she would be going with her father for an extended trip during the summer as part of his research. Would I like to accompany them? The fact that she'd been naked when she asked probably helped guide my decision. So for me, this section reads like it was written by a horny teenager that doesn't get any sex. Because he's like, oh man, I got so much sex. Like there's sex upon sex upon sex. For six months. (laughs) (laughs) He was just comatose in bed. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I mean, I, I understand, like, I, I the ending part there, like, I understand, like, like where it's going is like, oh, yeah, like she, the fact that she was naked when she asked if I want to come, like, with her and her father to uh, this, like, fishing on this this voyage out at sea, um, like he was definitely thinking with the other head. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it is kind of funny. it's like, so dear, do you want to come with me? I, I gotta go with my, I, I gotta go with my father on a fishing trip for several weeks or months at sea. Do you want to come with us? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> she's asking this, like while she's in reclined naked. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one thing I don't get yeah. is like, why did they need him at all? I, I don't. I think honestly, I think it's just like I yeah. I, I was expecting there to be like a sacrifice or something, but no. <laughs> <laughs> like, the professor is like technically like a demigod or some shit. They're, they're both healthy? demigods. That's what I'm saying. Don't cut yeah. me off. <laughs> Sorry. If, I, I, the, yeah. uh, if the professor is a demigod, like, is he not strong enough to hold the head of a bull or an ox? Sorry. Like, I, I get that. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, I know that. Like, maybe it's it's a, it's a case of like um, they they're not just parading as mortals. Like, they do ha- they have lost some of their power because they haven't been near their own kin. Or like, like near like one of their one of the the bigger kin, or it, it definitely seemed like it was a facade, like the whole thing. So like maybe mm-hmm. they just did it to like keep up appearances. I guess, but mm-hmm. like she could have just said, "I'm going with my father on a trip." And yeah. Then Charlie's like, "Oh, can I come with?" And then she's like, "Uh, sure." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that would have yeah. made more sense. <laughs> yeah, like I, I was definitely like, I was definitely suspicious <laughs> that like. Like they needed him for something, but like really by the end they didn't need him at all. No, like he's not just at all. he's just a casualty, like the Korean crew, um, like of the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. wish that he shoehorned himself into it, and they're like, oh, shit, why is he funny? Which <laughs> which would also explain why Professor Alec had a little bit of animosity at the beginning to uh, toward him and stuff like that, or I guess throughout the story yes, he kind of yes. had this animosity. Uh, because like, like, I like, never really got along with him, but he's like really annoyed with me now. <laughs> I don't know reason. why. Like I, I never. I yeah, like it. Like yeah, I guess. Like I guess Helen like didn't actually need him. Like like or I guess I guess he was just really good in bed. So like Helen kept him around. <laughs> yes. Well, but he he survived six months of sex, crazy sex. Yeah, for... demi <laughs> Yeah. And he should have had death by snoo snoo. You know. Yeah. Uh... Especially given that she's like a like a physical like specimen of a human being. Like is described, like she's like very well toned, like athletic, mm-hmm. like Valkyrie mm-hmm. style. Like she, she's described as a Valkyrie many times. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's it was definitely a death by snoo snoo situation that he passed, and so I guess like she just like kept him around as a pet <laughs> or like as a as a as a sex toy. <laughs> Something to pass the time. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's. <laughs> I was definitely thinking like I, th- that's the one thing that the story did subvert my expectation. Also, was like I was expecting him to end up being like used as a sacrifice. Like, all right, we're gonna push you up. now that we've lured Jormungandr uh, uh, up with the cowheads. Here's the other sacrificial cow. <laughs> it's like, why did we have this catapult on board? <laughs> what? <laughs> why am I on it? <laughs> <laughs> why am i tied up my ropes is this a kink thing helen <laughs> yeah it, it was it, that, if you went too heavy into it though it would just be silly it would, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's that's true. I mean, we are we're, hmm. we're really we're really just saying it because it's critically silly. Like that's yes. what we do on the Not that but, it would like, make the story yeah. better. No. Um but it but it does like all, like our point still stands. Like it is kind of odd that like he was just there, like like she just she just wanted him there for, for no reason. Yeah, I wish she was mm-hmm. explained a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And le- like I said with that suggestion of like she says that she has to go and then mm-hmm. Charlie's like asks if he can come along and then she's he's, yeah. forced to be like, I guess. Or like he's <laughs> like, like adamant because like yeah. the sex is really good. So yeah. like <laughs> again, he was probably like like he, he was he was thinking with his other with his other head for like most of that. Um, get out of the gutter, because it seems like I'm the only one who's able to. Um, <laughs> I was thinking along, along the lines of him being like, uh, well, your father doesn't really like me too much. I think me coming along to help would really help with our bond, right? And she's like, yeah, I, I guess you're I, right. I, I can't sure. say no to that. I'll ask him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's sort of actually, it is sort of something I, I, I kept see. I kept see, um, uh, seeing on like TikTok and, and Twitter, uh, or especially around October, it's like, hey guys, if you're suddenly getting the attention of goth girls uh, this season, just remember it is the season of the witch. They might be trying to lure you into the woods to sacrifice you. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like that's what I think. Like, might also be why I was like, suspecting it like the whole time. But like, it's it just it is just odd <laughs> that it you never. Know like, why I was suspecting it the whole time? Why? Because. Before reading this, I pre- I watched over dinner. I watched a movie called Firewalker. It's a Chuck Norris comedy movie. He does he's surprisingly good in a comedic role. Um, where the uh, the lead actress um is trying to get them to go to like some um some place where like she knows that there's gold, and by the time she gets there, there's some like Native American guy who like wants to sacrifice her and all that. Mm-hmm. So like I had sacrifice on my mind the entire time. So I, I guess this is our connective tissue time. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Even though there was no sacrifice <laughs> in this. No, but like there was we had that suspicion or that 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 um we had suspicion. that yeah, that suspicion in our heads throughout this. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I I, th- I I do agree. Like I think him pushing himself into the situation would have been better. Or would have made more sense than like what because other unless unless the author is trying to just subvert expectations is like yeah no he was just there because like Helen really wanted him there for for like the odd time like they do snoo snoo <laughs> but they also did zero snoo snoo there especially yeah well as time went on like as the weeks went on the tension started building and then they weren't like they weren't doing it as much but I don't think they were doing it at all when they were on the ship I don't know. Maybe yeah, like early cl- on. Maybe it was. They're early, in early close on. quarters and uh, sharing yeah. a room with the dad. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> definitely gonna like. Yeah, it's probably gonna be like a killjoy situation. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's a it's a valid um, um, uh, cons- a valid uh like argument, I guess, as to like mm-hmm. why. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the main reason why is because. We need a character to tell the story. Yeah, no, that that is true. Yeah, otherwise it's just like, yeah. So I had this really cool like uh, chick for like six months, and then she had to go out to like see with her dad, and then they just they, just they just never came back. I guess that's I guess that's the fish that got away. <laughs> that's the end of the story. Yeah, I mean, I guess the story could have had like Helen as the main character. 
Yeah, and then just but then we change at the end. Yeah, just have it be revealed at the very end that our narrator is actually the monster. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Send them actual thoughts. Okay. <laughs> uh, then uh, we're on to gamer in yellow. Where am I? Where the hell am I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, right at the start, the the first couple of lines are, "Hold the head steady, Mister Walker. I don't want to cock this up. Swelling waves cause the ship to roll beneath my feet as I do my best to follow Professor Olick's orders. Unfortunately, the ox is not cooperating. So." It took until the third line for me to get a proper visual of this, because for mm-hmm. me, this is how I saw this at first. The quote-unquote head on the ship is what they call the bathroom on a ship, <laughs> and I assumed that the uh, the ox was just the name of the ship. So, like, he's trying to say, like, hold the, the ship steady, I need to take a shit, and he's asking Mr. Walker to, like, help hold the toilet, because it's, like, kind of loose and wobbly. Yeah. So that's the visual I had reading this yeah. <laughs> at the start. But yeah, I'm like, you know what? It, that's yeah. probably not it. Yeah. Since <laughs> it is in media res a little bit at the beginning here. Yeah, my favorite. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the third one uh, saying the, uh, what was the third line? It's talking about like the ring through its nose and stall and all that. I'm like, okay, ox is not it. So then I'm like, okay, I'm going to give this the benefit of the doubt and restart this through my head, not start on a silly note. And then I continue. Oh, okay. I, was, I thought there was going to be like another, like, it's like, no, and no. then did this. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, wow. Because, like, I didn't want that silly idea in my head to ruin a potentially good story reading through it. So I'm like, okay, start through my head. Don't worry about it. I'm, pr- okay. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, gamer. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Um, that being said, the next one. <laughs> there it <laughs> the is. No. Uh, well, Charlie. <laughs> is uh, wrestling to hold the ox still for Helen to shoot it. Um, It's no secret we were sleeping together, and that's how I was calling to doing this. Little cruise after all, but I still don't feel need to blatantly braid that fact around in front of her father. So, the only other being in this scene at this point is the ox. No other character is really referenced at this point. Um, Because he's following someone's orders, but Mm. Like the orders, could, he could have been told the orders to go down there and deal with the ox. So, like, again, I'm having the same. Um, I had the same thought that we got through Mikey's um, uh, it story or conjunction junction. Yeah. Of the, him potentially sleeping with the ox. <laughs> yeah. Point. Yeah. And then I wrote in my notes after this. I swear, I'm trying to take this seriously. Um, <laughs> Uh, in regards to Charlie's questioning about like what they're going to do when they catch it, yes, a valid question, and I personally wouldn't let that go unanswered. Because yeah, like, yeah. while they're doing the fishing with the ox head and stuff, if they intend to kill the creature, shouldn't they be bringing whatever weapon they need to fight the thing while they're fishing? Like every single time, because mm-hmm. like if they're just taking the ox thing there and fishing, and then that's it, it's like what are we going to do when it comes up? Like I. Yeah, he, he should be asking more. We talked about that before, but yeah, yeah specifically, like, 
they should be armed or with you know something to deal with it. Like, is does the ship have like a big harpoon gun on it or what? Or the fact that there is nothing should be making him way more hella suspicious about this. Helen suspicious. I, I God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> or just Hella, because that's her name as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's Hella. Yeah, Hell, Hella. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's definitely um, like so he he definitely should be concerned as to yes. why he's getting like gatekeeped or like gaslit about the whole situation. Pretty much, yeah. The only thing I could think of as to why they don't have weapons and everything is just that the the fox is wanting um, to basically just snap a picture and upload it to his socials and then just leave. Yeah. Because I don't know what else. <laughs> is it? Whoa! Cool! Click, 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 click. <laughs> Captain, get us the fuck out of here! Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. As they bring about the, 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 ra- as they bring about Ragnarok on the mm-hmm. world. We did it! We fucked everything. <laughs> yeah, the turn at the end was kind of cool, too. They turned into the monsters and all that, and the, the purple eyes weren't really a giveaway because no. i looked it up and th- it, there's apparently a slim chance that you can have purple eyes yeah so it's that's just not in, hmm. yeah it's not an unreal un like you shouldn't have seen that coming being like are you a magical creature you have purple eyes no one has that yeah although no, at it, that point it, she could just save the contacts yeah true no i, I think it was just like uh, it was just there like because it's like it's strange but it, but it's like nothing like it's nothing out of the ordinary but yes. then we get that like well, it is that, out of the ordinary, but it's nothing out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, like at the end, we get that like they 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 touch on that or they use that that earlier description of the eyes color for the color of the corpse flesh that is uh it's on the other side of the other half of of hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. And then basically touched on everything else. Like he was fucked at the end. There's nothing he could do about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> yep. And so he dies. <laughs> uh, actually, one question I do want to give, uh, like, give you guys that just kind of remi- brought up from like us talking about hell and the purple skin and stuff. Mm-hmm. How did you visualize um, Helen's uh, new new form? Like, was it like down two the face. middle or across? Okay. Like I saw okay. two face down the middle. Because it said like one side of her is this, one side of her is that. Okay. Was that the same for you, Mikey? Um, let's see here. Just looking for the quote. <laughs> notes for this. What did you see? Well, no, I this is like this is like a rant. Like I just like this is a spontaneous question to you guys. So yeah, I'm just questioning why. Yes. Yeah, so so half of her body was covered in pale, perfect skin. The other rotting lumps of flesh the same purplish hues yeah so recalling i believe it was the bottom half that was purplish that's what okay, you thought so you went mermaid yeah. situation yeah yeah so well i mean after six months i mean it's gonna be rotten down there wow <laughs> it's always the quiet ones <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah, <laughs> but um, also like I like I I don't really, like as soon as like I got like the description of like half of her was was pale, perfect skin, half of her was like rotting corpse. Is like, oh, she's hell, and I know mythologically it's down the middle. Like it, it's like one side of her, one side of her face, like or or body is a corpse, the other half is a perfect woman. So yeah, 
Yeah. So like I kind of already knew that from the mythology and stuff, but which kind yeah. of also clicked in for me too because I used to play Smite back in the day. Nice. And Hell is a character in that, and she is split down the middle. Yeah. So I already kind of had that visual in there. Mm. God damn, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be the one in the gutter this year, this week. <laughs> Apparently he's just like living. He's just like swimming in the gutter right now. I think you opened the gutter basically for him to just um, dive in. Excuse me. I. Who is the first gutter one here? Dare you, sir. You have besmirched my honor and purity. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, on to final thoughts. So yeah, I'm still going to recommend this. Um, as far as the contest entry or the challenge entry goes, uh, it was a short story that definitely has an interesting take on some of the Norse mythology. Um, it has me intrigued as to how this all fits into the Wicker Saga story like universe. Uh, but otherwise, I enjoyed the read. I like I like the when when like Norse mythology or like when when mythology meets the modern day or like is pulled in is used in some context to the modern world. Yeah, it's the reason we like Shadowrun. Sorry, Mikey. Yeah, exactly. Uh or why we like the secret world, because the secret world is also uses like immortals like walking among humans and like eldritch creatures and creatures from mythology and his and like deep secreted histories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um like lying and waiting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but also assault rifles and <laughs> sledgehammers <laughs> instead of Mjolnir. Yeah. Um, again, it's the same thing with like the uh, American gods and like all those other like show, like the, the Almighty Johnsons, like that kind of stuff is just really cool. Like have it like mixing the old myths and legends of of our of our cultural histories to the modern world with like our tech and stuff like that. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's my recommendation. I will recommend this one, Mikey the Stance Revil. All right. Um... Well, uh, let's see. The, my main issue was that the whole sex issue. Uh, Is it an issue? You seem to really enjoy oh, it, what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, the it, it just it, no one likes a bragger, and he was bragging <laughs> about how he had <laughs> all the sex. You know, that sounds um, like a you problem, sir. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but as we also have pointed out that he didn't really need to be on the fishing trip at all. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, now I I did sort of enjoy that there's a monster and Thor shows up and (laughs) uh, all that stuff. So I'm still going to give this a partial. Okay. I do I do want to specify like I do think like that him him wanting to get on to like be on this trip. I think that is I think that should maybe be altered in the story in like a future iteration of the story, but Yeah, I think so. Like I think I think that might that would help the story a bit more than like uh, or unless unless again the author is trying to for some reason trying to like subvert expectations of like mm-hmm. yeah, you thought he was going to be a sacrifice. No, he's just He's just there. It oh, doesn't have to be a sacrifice. There just needs to be a better reason for him to be there. That's my yeah. only point. Yeah. And it also gives an opportunity to add like more um more background to the characters and letting them develop more. 
because you get to see Helen be like, oh, I can ask, I guess. Yeah. Or just say, yeah, yeah, sure. And then like not ask. And that's why, like, maybe he thinks Alec is pissed off at him. Not the, not for any other reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then uh, Gamer. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> this is your recommendation. Yeah. That's my yeah. recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so while Charlie could have asked more questions, it probably should have, but that's fine. But, Seeing the Norse shenanigans going on in modern time is always neat, as we said. Although it did make it feel like a Marvel movie more than a horror movie, especially since like Thor shows up. Like I was waiting for Iron Man to roll in as well. Um, overall, I did like it. Um, out of the whole thing, though, the most creepy scene was the like graphic ox killing scene. Which yeah, was I was hard to read, honestly. I. I think I've, I've 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 been desensitized when it comes to cattle killings and stuff because like I, I know that bugged the hell out of me when I when I watched the newer um, uh, Stephen King's It movie like there's a scene w- uh, during the child sequences where like the one of the kids is like working at one of those places mm-hmm. and it bugged me when I saw it in theaters but like I think over like the last couple of years like I think I've gotten used to like that kind like that animals like farm animals and stuff are going to get butchered but. Yeah. Like if it had been like something else, I think I would have been a little bit more squiggy about it. But no, um, I, I like I yeah. get it. Like I'm gonna yeah. still eat burgers, yeah. <laughs> and all that. But seeing it is just no. Yeah, no, no, not a fan. Like I could never yeah. bring harm to an animal. I think. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't be present. I don't think for it. No. I mean, I'll, I'll eat the aftermath, but I. But yeah, I it's delicious and necessary. Yeah. It's not but, gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna turn me into a vegan. No, but. I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, that that's, for me, that was the creepiest part of the whole story, which it's not supposed to be. So, as a horror story, if you're wanting to read it to be scared, um, I will, won't recommend it, because it's not scary. Because, yeah. uh, like I said, it's basically a Marvel movie. You could literally put Marvel tags on this, and it would probably be fine. Uh, um... So it's not really scary, but as a horror, um, not substance, horror aesthetic kind of thing. Yeah, it's more aesthetic, yeah. Yeah, it, it's good in that respect. Yeah. But yeah, also he didn't have to be there, although he should have. <laughs> yeah, let's be there. Like all really, the things we talked about. Yeah. So yeah. I think overall I'm going to change my recommend- recommendation to a partial because it's a good story and it was fun to read, but mm. it wasn't creepy pasta in my opinion. But it was fun enough to read that I still enjoyed it enough to give it a part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say like when I first, when I finished reading the story and I was like, try, I was like getting into these final thoughts. I was like, do I recommend this? Mm-hmm. And eventually I just kind of came to pieces like, yeah, you know, I enjoyed the read. So you know what? I'm going to recommend it. But I can also, I understand where you guys are coming from. Like it is like, it's, it's definitely horror aesthetic and more like, it's sort of the situation where you get with some, sto- with some stories or movies and stuff that are like, horror epics like or epic horror where like there are things that are just so grand so much grander and like like they're more bombastic and like cinematic that like it sort of steals away the more closely knit like creepy horror of the situation Mm -hmm. in favor it becomes more of a thriller i think at this point at that point but yeah um but on the more cinematic side, beginning like because yeah, when you when like think of this like this when you're dealing with gods, like especially Norse gods, yeah, you're uh, in in our day and age, you're going to think of like Thor from Marvel and stuff like that. But, yeah, 
unless you like make it really like gritty and like no it's it's like horrifying like what they're doing it's like, but in this one even this one like it's like they're not splatting people they're like it's they're, everything's really flashy right yeah so yeah no, like I, I, said, I, you I, could use this as a pitch to an opening to the next marvel movie yeah yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I understand where you guys are coming from, but like, like, and you even like changing yours to a partial recommendation. Like, I kind of, I can see what you're coming from on that. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, that'll be it for this week's episode. So, uh, one tentative recommendation, because like, I'm still like, I'm not, I'm not willing to give it a partial just yet, but like, it's, it's teetering, <laughs> like the boat <laughs> ready to capsize. Yeah, it has a strong lady <laughs> in it, so I get it. Exactly. I mean, what? <laughs> uh, and and two partial recommendations. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, that'll do it for this week's episode. So if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted. Uh, we're all on Twitter or X. Um, to a degree. Mikey, I don't know if yeah. I am anymore. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's fair. Honestly, that yeah. is, that's, fair. that's a fair. But anyway, um, uh, Mikey is at the E stands for evil. The gamer in yellow <laughs> was at the gamer in yellow, but without that W, but his, because his name is very long. It really is. Um, and I'm at review cultist. I'm also on blue sky as review cultist. So you can, ch- uh, send me messages there or check me out there. Um, you can also send us emails at al dente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's a L D E N T E R I G A M O R T S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creep pastas. SCPs, spooky things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah. And if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the backer you'd like to support us at. You have two dollars and five dollar tiers with special episodes, early access, extra content. To our patrons that are helping support the show, thank you immensely. You're helping keep those hosting bills at bay. And as always, we very much appreciate that. And to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely. Because without your listenership, it'd be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, hell, without Shadow Swimmer's uh, Wicker Saga stories that we've been kind of going through and like digging, diving into and like and learning about. um, And like the fact that they wrote them and shared them online for people to enjoy and dive into. We really wouldn't have much of a show because we have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey, the East End Revival. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.